0: Welcome to Storytelling with Lindsay Bednar. You're like referenced in all of them, and I'm gonna to speak to that too. Like,
1: I, <laughs> I I like listen to them and I am like, I just it's like a trip down memory lane. It's and it just to see the impact of like you and this ripple. And if you didn't start this podcast, how these stories maybe wouldn't have been captured. From the sphere of what we're doing, yeah, like it's insane. And- yeah, I'm
0: a, I, and I'm gonna p- I'm gonna put this. This is gonna be the intro to our podcast because I, this this okay. needs to be in here. Like, okay, so everyone, I am sitting with the Vanessa <laughs> who has been referenced on the vast majority of my podcast episodes thus far because she is that instrumental in my life. How it has changed, and and honestly, what got me on the trajectory of this path with doing the podcast, with with publishing, with everything, and whenever I have had such great benefits from any one thing or any one person, I am going to shout it from the rooftops. So I've been telling everyone and anyone I know about B, <laughs> and uh, you're you're here, and I can't wait to just. <laughs> Here's the red carpet.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I am I'm honored and I'm very excited to yeah, just be here and be witness to you know what you're up to and tell my story in the way in which it reflects to this audience. And every time, you know, before we got on, I just did my own meditation and that's really what I rested in was just connecting to you're already listeners and whoever needs to hear this and then just coming, you know, it was like just seeing that energetic connection of like, okay. And, you know, almost like it's like you can see the energy of the broadcast. So Mm. yeah, thank you. And thank you for giving people the opportunity to tell their story and honoring that part of you that was a call that you so bravely and courageously listened to.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. And and we'll get to how you were so instrumental in that process as well. <laughs> so I wanna start at the bare bones, absolute basic of what meditation really is because for people who haven't, practiced it yet, whether or not they've ever even tried it, or it's just a concept they hear about that seems woo-woo out there, hippy-dippy stuff, because there's that's still for a lot of people when they hear it. Like I can't even imagine sitting down and being still. I've got too much stuff to do, and that's just not going to be part of my practice. So in whatever way you want to describe, what is meditation as you see it? Yeah.
1: So I see meditation as getting to be in the present moment with yourself. Yeah. And that
0: alone. So in our society, with our inundation of social media and technology and everything, all of the things that constantly pull us out of being present, it's never been more important. That monkey brain that we have, I mean, all the data is there to show even on social media, Videos are supposed to be shorter and shorter because people will swipe away if they're too long. Our attention spans are getting ridiculously small. And so, not only is it important for that part to just be still, but then also to recognize how much we're involved in escapist behaviors and how much technology is playing a role in that. Mm -hmm. So, in conjunction with just getting still, what have you seen that? allows people to benefit from in that stillness?
1: So I think the place that I would jump to after that statement, because even just saying it for myself and letting it be that simple and clear, it creates a, there's reverb in the body. You know, it's like you kind of get a panicky heart. Maybe your solar plexus, your stomach starts to like, Ooh, what is that? So for the audience, let's just take a few breaths. So we'll go just observe where you are. So if you're driving, you can still participate. Just you won't close your eyes. And just take a moment to look around and find your... Just find the physical space you're in. It really helps you come into the moment. And then close your eyes. And as you close your eyes, just... See if you can come into the center of your body. So, acknowledging where you just felt and sensed into your physical reality, now sense into your physical reality that is your body. You can take a breath in and out. And for right now, we'll just leave it at that point. So, just as you can honor your home or your room or your car or your office or a scene in nature that's holding you from this point forward in this conversation we're we're now accessing you from your center so thinking of you at the center of your being of your body of your heart and then the physical structure that is your body your physiology all the different systems that support you as your reference point. So I think the next place I would come to after making that statement is really dropping it deep and sharing that what we find when we stop is the truth. And it's really simple. And it becomes this journey that we're so afraid to step into, which is, it's our body. And that's why from this point forward in the call, we're Our reference point is our body, because as we communicate and we talk and we share this story, this is essentially what we have access to now as a culture, as a people, in this place and time we're in on earth. It's really transmission. And that is what these podcasts are. They're mini transmissions through stories, and we're impacted. That's why, that's why we encourage people to tell their story. So When we think about it from a personal space, it's a remembering. We came here to be held in this physical vessel to remember why we incarnated.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And it's so, once we put it in that framework that we enter into this world with all of the answers that need to guide us within us. And we go through, I've heard it referred to as the veil of forgetting before when we come to this earth, because our, our soul knows and our higher self knows, but then we come into this earth and we we forget. And meditation allows us to get back to all of those things that are actually within us.
1: And it yeah. creates space. So just in that short moment of us naming meditation, being with yourself to the depth of who you are and what you came here to be. we feel more space. We don't have that reverb of the heart or the pitter and that's that's essentially all that is, you know, call it stress, call it anxiety. It's the way in which your system and how you've rendered and up until this point tended to your systems that that's the way in which you will listen. Or can get a response. And often many of us are we're really not aware of our energetic field. And so we then have to get hit in the body. And that's where we manifest dis-ease, you know, disease. You know, the issues in our tissues that have been stored become a manifestation into our physical reality. And now we have, you know, a problem or we feel separate from our body and what it's doing. And these are a lot of the ways in which people then find meditation or, you know, tend to their nutrition.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say the first thing that I, well, maybe it wasn't the first thing, but physically after I started meditating, I noticed my nerves and fears start to lessen. So even though I wasn't somebody who was riddled with anxiety, I have had situations that have made me anxious. And that was public speaking. I had about when I was in high school where I was dealing with panic attacks. And they were pretty frequent. And it was about a month to two months span of time, but it was enough to know how scary and overwhelming that was. Those just went away. By the way, I didn't do anything to clear them. I don't know exactly what happened. But luckily, I luckily those
1: passed. But Well, you got into, you didn't do nothing. You got into the work and you tended to where you had separation, which is the definition of trauma. So the gap where you needed a relationship and it wasn't there. And so it seems as though it just went away, but it was, it's, you know, it's, it's why anxiety or panic gets our attention because it's, it's the design of it is to draw us into a more deeper understanding of why we operate that way why our central nervous system set up you know through the imprinting of our mother through the environment that we were raised in you know it's it's where our bodies got set to say okay this is how earth works this is how i have to you know close off or stay open until something scary happens and close off And then we are really good because our body is so sophisticated at creating workarounds Mm -hmm. to what it looks like all of a sudden, oh, I have a fear of public speaking. And it's like, no, and this will bring us into your first session. Yeah. But you had a fear of being seen and the spirit that you came in to be here to, to engage with was here to be seen. And so you were tending to that you know, early on in high school, your body was already saying. And that's where tracking our story like that can really give us insight into where we were already shut down, you know?
0: I'm so glad you said that because we've talked about this before. And I guess i I, I want to speak to exactly what you said. What I meant when I said I didn't do anything to to stop the panic attacks, I wasn't starting a meditation practice yet at that time. So it felt like, well, I don't know, a light just popped on one day and, and they magically disappeared, but I was probably doing something. But what that coincided with in my panic attacks were in my sophomore year, I, you know, I, I was, I had gained a lot of weight, I had gotten very heavy set and it acted at this protective shield for me, especially when you're in high school, like, you know, there's all of us are starting to feel very exposed and very vulnerable. So I had that like armor where it, it kept me, you know, five feet away, I'd say just it, metaphorically. And then uh, I, I started losing the weight. And when I came back to school, my junior year, it's like that armor was taken off and, and people would start to say things to me like, you look great. What were you doing? And all very sweet things. But what I was struggling with is I was starting to feel seen for the first time, maybe ever. And that was so scary and so overwhelming. And like you said, my higher self came in this lifetime to be seen. And so it was struggling with that, that knowing, that inner knowing. And then when it happened, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I
1: want to crawl back in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And the time we need to get comfortable, you know.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, that's wild. And and so within our first session that was those were things you were already starting to unravel is getting me out of my own way to get back into my my higher self. And so I don't know if you want to have me speak to that experience and just kind of lead people into what i i found when i worked with you that first time.
1: Yeah, i think before you do that, i just want to distinguish between meditation as a tool and like how i use it mm. because that's going to help people then inform where it can be it can almost then be used and that's a lot of what your story highlights as to where it clears out areas that you're blocked and opens doorways, essentially, that you then make a conscious choice. It's your own free will to walk through. So Uh the way in which I work with meditation and support people in using it as a practice is through guidance. So many people share that they don't think they can meditate. Or like earlier, what Lindsay said, there is this you know, there's this space you need to get to in your journey to be able to have enough, I don't know, like credit, we'll say, to be able to go and meditate. You know, so we have we have these ideas of things as, you know, we all recognize the time in which we've been living in consciousness and how things are put in hierarchies and the way we receive information. So when we're invited into meditation, that's very common that people think like, Oh, well, I'm not this or I'm not that. So therefore, you know, I can't do it. So insert, you know, as you listen, insert what that is for you. So the way that I came into meditation is simply through my clear audience gift, which is hearing turned on through some conscious effort. I was pretty early out of my career and I was in an office job asking to be shown why I'm here. So I started to work with the laws of attraction and begin to deepen into like okay, well, if I have everything I need inside of me, and if I started to give that some energy, then I would naturally be shown, okay, so that was like the very kind of simple but depth of the expansion that i that I had moved toward in my early twenties real quick, for those of the audience I don't know
0: what is Claire audience,
1: yeah, so Claire audience, so there's. A few Claire's, and if you want to know more about Claire's, I just say watch the Goop episode um, in her first season. She did not the the more the one that that is more up right now on the stream. It's it's about sex. That one's great too. But do her listen to her first series? It's Gwyneth Paltrow's um, Netflix series through her Goop brand. And there is an episode within that series that is on the Claire's. And so I just tell people like, watch it because I'm like all of them. And I didn't know that there was an actual name for them. Okay. So I heard
0: the episode yet. I can't wait to watch. Okay.
1: Yeah. So clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient. I think there's one or two more. So it's, it's more, the way you can think about it is we, we have this understanding that we have five senses, but we've got like 5,000 senses. These are just what we've in our more dense form have been trained that like we see, we hear, we feel. So when I say Claire Audient, my Claire was telling me, so I was literally hearing, you know, in this kind of whisper, which is a lot of how I'm informed, go into meditation, go into meditation. And it would be when people were in my office and I had found that, you know, I had this kind of revolving door. And ever since I was itty bitty people were coming up to me and telling me all their problems so this is this was never something that was new and this is like written in my astrological chart you know now that i have resources as an adult i know these things so that was i I always knew that was going to be some part of what i did but i didn't go down any sort of traditional path of like psychology or become a therapist or that so i heard go into meditation well i had my own baseline of what it was but probably similar to all of you, I had no, I was not like any sort of, I didn't, I I wasn't like, I was no guru or, you know, I'm like, what? I'm just going to take this this meditation. So on my path and similar to most people, like earlier in our conversation, you said like, anytime I have a good feeling about something and I follow it, it tends to be fruitful. Yeah. Fruitful. So same here. This is just all this was. I just was like, okay, okay. So I had the, you know, it takes about five to 20 seconds of courage to do something new. It's all it takes. So I just said, Hey, can I take you into meditation? And then the more that I would do that. So I, you know, there were times where I specifically would go into meditation myself based on what I had understood. And then when I was asked to actually take someone else, I was just shown like the whole picture, Mm. So that is what then informed my teaching, my programs. It built my trust in myself because I just kept saying yes, kept saying yes. So the more that I would get quiet, get silent, listen, those gifts of the hearing and the knowing and the sensing, the vision, you know, those are my main. It's hearing, seeing. So I'll actually see Things And I see it in, you know, I see dead people or transparent energy, and I see it in vision in meditation. And then I feel, and I have a pretty strong gut reaction and all of those kind of work together. So when I'm leading a meditation, say with a group, everybody in that group is informing what I'm seeing and what I'm witnessing. And then I'm trained because of having dedicated my life to this. You know, you can imagine, I didn't just start to hear meditate. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, it was on. But I would say it was pretty quick because anytime I needed a resource, I had to go within, I had to go within, I had to go within. And so something that I think is interesting to share at this point in the journey is this is what finally made my life make sense. I, I never enjoyed school. I really was never there. I was somewhere else. I was on some other planet gathering information, and I'd pop in every once in a while. You know, my mom basically got me through school. She like did all my homework in, in my young years. And then it wasn't until I got to college and I got into a program which, you know, I only went to college because my parents were like, You're going, you know. Um, but I got into a program where I could create my own major. And it was through that, that I wrote, essentially, I used the law of manifestation and I like created this business and it was more based in like event and event planning, but it's essentially what I do. It's just much deeper on the interpersonal like development side, but organizational development, all that stuff was like so fascinating to me because essentially that's what I do. I see people's operating systems when I close my eyes and tune in. Their bodies, if they're willing, because everybody has their own free will, they share, you know, their, their render essentially, or their, their archetype kind of like shows me what it wants to share. And then it's through the very detailed steps that I've then put together for people that they can actually activate their own wisdom into their life. So we call it meditation. That's the start point you know, the start point is like, okay, let's go in. And so I'm essentially guiding you to draw into yourself. And there is a very important energy exchange that's happening. So reciprocity is another law that is important to live by, which is that what we're giving is what we get so that there's equal exchange. So oftentimes when people are having like a lot of scarcity type issues. It's like, okay, well, we need to study the law of reciprocity and we need to understand like, where are we, you know, not holding and leaking. Mm -hmm. So it it is through the agreement that when you say, Lindsay are hiring me, your energetic code is saying, this is what I'm requesting. And typically the person doesn't have, at the point in which which we're starting the person doesn't have the language for that. They're just, there's something bigger that's like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And it's typically the soul. And oftentimes when I tell people, like when people get curious in my frequency about what it is they do or what their soul literally pops in and it's like, like, I'm here. I got her here. Help. <laughs> <laughs> it as like
0: the higher self, the part of you that, that knows what you're, what your soul truly desires your higher self will book an appointment with you even though your your like regular self is kind of like I don't really know what I'm doing but
1: yeah and that's where that's where meditation it's the practice of coming into yourself. so if you're separate, we're going to find that and then we're going to work with tools to bring it closer together and then it's heavily based in physiology as well because we have to understand, what our body systems actually do, that you know our soul just doesn't decide to just escape for no reason. It's like there's typically been something pretty significant that occurred in the trajectory of your, you know your physical time here. And you know a lot of times, whatever if you're open to this belief, where you've come from, so the lifetimes that you've they they can also inform, you know things that are going on here. And sometimes it's really the only thing that ever makes sense to someone when we finally find that, you know? Mm -hmm. So now let's, let's pan to you and okay. So now Lindsay.
0: Okay. So, yep. I, my first session with you, I was, I I was desiring a change and I knew it was both in community because this was when we lived in our, our previous home and I had really no sense of community there. My kids were young, so they weren't in activities yet. They weren't plugged into the school system, you know? So, and I had summers off as I was teaching. And so it was a lot of just alone time with me and the kids in the summer and just wanting to to find community. And then there was just something about my career that wasn't, I, I wasn't feeling completely fulfilled. And so... We went into meditation and the first thing you picked up on was that I had miscarried and there was a spirit of of a baby there. Mm -hmm. So that was obviously very emotional. Um, I miscarried before uh, Whitney. And I was early on in my pregnancy, but uh, for anybody who's experienced a miscarriage, it's traumatic, no matter what. And, and so you worked with that energy and I I can't remember exactly what it was that you did, but just even the, uh,
1: go ahead and feel it. Yeah. It's being, it's being witnessed. Yeah, We, we get off course, you know, to, to have a proper rite of passage, which birth is a big one. You need to be, you need to go through the experience and you need to be witnessed by your community. And we, we don't have that in our culture. We've lost it. And that's where people get off path because they go through it, but they don't get witnessed. So then therefore we get this gap, we get this dissonance. I, I remember vividly because this little third triad, I'd have to be reminded all the time. Cause I'd be like, are you sure you're not having another baby? Are you sure you're not want another baby? And it was, there was another baby. What what this soul, it, it, it touched into teach, you know, and inform in ways that, you know, we maybe don't even fully understand yet because even right now, and this is, this is, this beautifully, Explores the circular cyclical spiral that we're on. Our life isn't a linear timeline, it's a s- spiral.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: for you to even circle back to this in my presence, which we know we don't in the energetic charge of this purity, which is what this is that I've been requested to listen to and use to support humanity and people, it's the truth. That's it. And we can't hide from the truth. So, it's like Of course, in this energetic field, in this container that now we're holding in this podcast recording, it's like, and I have a lot more insight. I've been studying innate postpartum for the last ten months. You know, I've actually been in the study of the physiology of what are how we've how we've not cared for women and babies, and that that is what disrupts the the bond, and then that's why we live in a scattered, anxious culture. So more more to that, like that'll be. We'll, we'll keep talking. But here, I think it's important to just once again, acknowledge this, this soul that it's still there. It's a part of the unit. It's a part of the family. It's just like you say, it's, it's on the other side of the veil and day to day we lose sight.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, allowing me to tap into
0: that loss that was, you know, I, I, I lost a soul that was a part of me. It was a part of Gary, it was a part of the kids, my future kids at the time, that was super powerful. And, and, and to, to feel to feel seen and to just have that information that that, that baby soul is is still there. And, and I think, you know, like you said, in our culture, we don't do enough to honor the fact that just because this this baby didn't come to, you know, I, I didn't lose a physical baby. I lost a soul that's a part of me. And so I don't think we do enough to honor that. We definitely don't do enough to honor that for, for women and, and that amount of, of grief and trauma. so. So needless to say, that was super powerful and just feeling seen in, in such a release of so much emotion, which clearly I'm I'm still working on releasing all the time. And if if you listen to Brooke Kaiser's episode, you know that grief is a journey and it never goes away. So that was one very powerful piece. Another was the the disconnection from the mother, which I want to talk about it in in a way that really people can understand it without jumping to conclusions or thinking that this is somehow a negative thing. Because, you know, all of us have our own unique design. We come into this world literally attached by the umbilical cord to our mother. And so there are going to be things that we can't fulfill within our own unique design if we don't tether that cord and it's not to say there's anything negative about that that beautiful bond but it does from my understanding hold us back from from being our own unique individual if that isn't really severed and it doesn't take away from the the closeness that you have with with your mother or the the bond that you have but it can be so powerful in just allowing you to get to who you were really designed to be without any other influences. And so that was something that you walked me through. It was really visualizing, like cutting that cord. And, and because that was powerful for me, I've actually done it in a meditation with you later on with my own kids, which was
1: super emotional. <laughs> Very. I, I was, as soon as you said that, I was like, and then the courage you had yeah mm-hmm. so just to insert there yeah the way to think about the cord cutting it's not a separation the the design is that and and you may understand this from you know just knowledge we have of indigenous culture that carry more tradition the the planting of the placenta so it's you know we can plant the placenta we can also visualize when you know it is the design that as at the birth that the mother you know, when the, that disconnection happens, they, the, the the child is then guided and planted into the earth, whether it's signaling through planting a placenta, visualizing planta, the planting the placenta, it's very normal. Hence, you know, this conversation, your first session, that this is the first place we tend to, you know, when we close our eyes and we see what's right there, that the body's like, hey, I want to close the loop on this. She needed to be witnessed in her loss and she needed to be disconnected from an identity that was a part of her, but like you said, so beautifully, not, it, it, we can, it, we can get off base. It goes back to those that write a passage. The design is that, you know, the mother's witnessed in her birth and then that the ceremony of planting the placenta or creating the separation between mother and then allowing the child to understand that their home is now mother earth and that the earth is a harmonious place. Most people's first entrance to the world is not harmonious. (laughs) Then there's no repair in our culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're swept off or cut open or you know, and we've got to work with our physiology to do those repairs. And this is all things that we have access to in this time that we're living in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And and because of how powerful it was for me that I, I, I wanted to give that gift really to my kids. And so it was years later when we were at a retreat that we did that. And yeah, it was very emotional to visualize that. But I also know that they are made perfectly exactly how they are supposed to be without any of my influence needing to cloud that. And it's not to say it's negative influence. It just might be more of me in them than, than needs to be. I want them to be their own individual selves. So that was another very powerful element of the first session. And then, you know, speaking to when I was really craving community, I said, you know, Gary and I have been looking at where we're going to live, and uh, he is was initially from Blaine, and we were looking at places in Blaine, and then we were also very interested in Andover, and I thought we were like for sure Andover, that's where we're going to be, and then he was starting to get kind of pulled back into looking into Blaine, and I was like, I don't now, I'm confused. What you know, what's the right place? And you just saw it. You were like, you are going to find very quickly the community for you. Uh, It's going to be fruitful in your relationships, in your careers, all of that. And I was like, okay, well, that's exciting. And it was like the next day or the day later that Gary sent me a Zillow listing for the house that we're, I'm talking to you in right now. And it wasn't any, it wasn't in the price range. We were looking prior. It wasn't in the it was different from everything we had searched for before. And I'll never forget like his face and his energy when we came to look at the house shortly after words, because you I just knew like, this is it. Like I, there's no question. And so just getting that clarity and the momentum from you was, I don't know, it was amazing. And and watching things come into fruition so quickly, because I felt like for the first time, I was put into an, al- an alignment that I had never had before. You put me into alignment. And when you are in alignment, things come with ease. And that was my first lesson. in like, man, if this isn't the most important thing I can be doing, I don't know what is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because it really is about ease and and knowing that when, when we do the work to, to align with our truth and who we really are, those things just become.
1: And oftentimes that's the design of the spirit, like sometimes spirits that just touch in for a moment, you know, there it is, it's, it's sometimes what it's what we need to be penetrated because we're, we don't, we've been shut down to hear the cue before it has to hit, you know, or before it has to touch. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so it's just fascinating hearing this back. And then all the time that's, you know, been between it, knowing what we know of all the different things we've journeyed through together, separate. And it is, it's when we get still, the anxiety is just the, you know, the, the reverb, the palpitation. It's just the signal of the body not feeling safe and needing to co-regulate and meditation is a co-regulation. This conversation is a co-regulation. You can start to feel safe. You can start to soften. You can start to drop in. Mm -hmm. And there were just for you to be able to hold that community for you to receive what you were intended through your alignment. There were some things that needed to be cleaned up. Mm -hmm. because it would have never come in or it wouldn't have, you know, it's like sometimes our ceiling and our floor are just set. And that's the work of meditation. The work of going inside is what starts to raise those, you know, blow that open Mm -hmm. because now if I have to be seen, well, what a safe way. I mean, that was a big part of the, I believe that was a big part of the tie. With the mother energy, I don't quite remember, but everybody has a relationship. Everybody's inner child has a relationship with what they did or didn't receive from the the family. And the child is the manifestation of the dream. So it's essentially, you know, the updated version. And we have a lot to learn in that, in that, in those, you know, in that mommy baby dyad in the family constellation. So it's just interesting that community came next. And that would make a lot of sense because it's like, Hey, we're you know just listening to Brooke's podcast. That's what I was thinking. I'm like Uh that whole conversation about the community. And it was so the fact that that was your desire. And then it's what I saw. And I, I I remember it. It was just like, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah, you're being, you're going to be transported from here. And it's kind of this like oasis. And that's, you know, now that we know what it is, it's really how you describe your community, you know? Yeah. And then the threads that were there for support, you know, like in Brooke's story. Right. And how they overlap one
0: another. Mm-hmm. I was desiring community. She was coming into a place that her, it it was part of the design that she was going to need this mm-hmm. uh, so much. Um, it's just so amazing.
1: And that's how... That's why we want to be going in because that's how timelines are threaded. You know, if you've ever seen the imagery of metaphysical being depicted, you know, it's all the universal threads that connect and how all of our energetic coding is essentially attracting and connecting with its like code. And then that's what's written, you know. In the stars and how it grounds us here and mm-hmm. really broadens the possibility from where we've been conditioned to to think you know we're, we're in control or we have to figure it out
0: yeah yeah so I mean my my first session gave me so much from that and then it started as as I was starting to do a a consistent meditation practice with you and your Monday nights. And it was becoming all the more clear that I wanted a shift in my career. And so that's when I started Activate. And that was the program that you lead that really allowed me to apply everything that I wanted to do. Because all just all of the steps that you led us through to get to basically by stripping all of the things that were keeping me in my own way and it's so deep and rooted in it's so many different things but it it really was a peeling back of all of those layers that were were holding me back from fulfilling what I ultimately wanted to do and what I believe my soul is here to do Mm -hmm. so that was the, the the second part of it I don't know if you want to speak to that what what you offer in that or
1: yeah so how I explained meditate and how a group informs then when we do the individual level which we just went through with Lindsay it's obviously more tailored to like specifics you know so how I tend to that in my work currently is I I have coaching packages and we we work through a series depending on what you're coming in with. And when someone comes in, they just book a discovery call. And that's how we start our first complimentary call to just find the connection, find the energy, see where we're at, and then we know where to go. But Activate came out of doing all the one-on-ones and seeing the similarities and being like, I, and then also just as a business person, getting out of the dollar for time model, because that's limiting Mm -hmm. in being able to create a product that can impact more people at one time. And then also the benefit that comes from the cohorts that come together, because that's another like very special collaboration that happens within any coursework is then all the people that gravitate to your cohort to do this timeline and journey with you. And it's created just this beautiful network of connections and people. So oftentimes, you know, I think that's the way to think about the individual journey of meditating when we don't know why we have to do it and we're scared, but then we drop in and we get some, we we have to deal with some things. We have to tend to some things that we didn't really want to look at. We didn't really know we could look at. We break some barriers. We open up some space. We can breathe you know in in your story i think it's just a great visual for people like in order for you to receive the new community you had to let go of some things and that's just that's just the law of nature you know we we have to give and receive it's a it's a flow the ocean the tide it comes in and it goes out our breath it goes in and it goes out so activate was created through Courage of going, okay. The same courage it took to ask someone to go into meditation to design a program and place a price tag on it so that there was an exchange, so that there was a reciprocity. And then the invitation that would be received by the people who felt the call or felt the energy or felt the frequency. And so as I really believe that this is the new world teaching. This is the new world way of creating, you know, as everything's falling, we're in this timeline, we're in this transition, which we are this transition. We are living in a time of repair. It isn't like we're trying to pull the past in here and somehow get into the future. No, it's like we're in transition. This is our life. This is what we came for. At that point in which we incarnated, we did know what we we were doing. It's actually a really cool time to be here, you know, when you start doing this level of, of work. And essentially, as you uncondition and you draw into what's true, then you create from that space. And if you think about everything you do as a creation, and it's like a hologram, You know, so if you just if someone observed, like if you just asked your friends, like, you know, the same five questions, you'd probably get similar response because each individual carries this hologram of how they, you know, you've probably heard the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Mm -hmm. So I also say that when people start meditating, it's like, well, if you're just kind of an anxious, anxious, scattered mess, like, don't expect your first meditation to be like really great that maybe it's going to be how you do everything. And maybe that's where the medicine is. That's where the learning lies, you know, and trust me, I fall back on that hard truth every day as an entrepreneur. (laughs) 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 This isn't like, uh, you don't get free from this just because you start meditating or doing the work. It gets harder. Right. Because you're having to live this like radically responsible life and oh yeah, everything's my own doing. I created my reality, you know. Oh yeah.
0: That ownership is real clear.
1: <laughs> that is step one, my friends. It's uh-huh. Recognizing
0: that our triggers are there to show us our own junk.
1: Yeah, <laughs> That's a yeah. tough pill to swallow, but it's <laughs> super important. So, freedom. Yeah. So... As you think about your vibration as a hologram, that people, you know, that's your brand. And this is you remembering why you're here is the answer to the time. It's the response to the transition. It's the new businesses, the new systems, the new operations, the new. I, I'll shout out a, a recent, they're they're an activate couple. They went through it as a couple, husband and and wife, and they you know, in their work and activate, I was like, you guys are like thought leaders. Like you're going to like teach this stuff. And I think, you know, I'd be fun. It'd be interesting to ask them because I, I haven't, I'm just, you know, aware of what they're up to by their social media presence and we'll link their work in this episode. Because I think it in this group and these people that you're influencing, it would be a helpful resource, but in their time and activate, and this is what, this is just helpful to know, like you don't come to activate because you like know what you're doing. That's not what you 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 come because you have a sense. Yeah, it's a nudge. It's the invitation. And then it's through the work and the the declutter that we come into what is true. And it's, you know, it's really simple, really simple in the in the moments. But then it's like really profound as time goes on and time extends. And that's something that like, you know, I really just, just within the last few years, have I really been able to get that from my trust in Activate? I didn't know that right away, you know, like, because it was, it was new. It was something that I was, you know, just testing out and it was working and, but it's like looking back then, like, you know, in your story and other people's stories and Kristen's story, it's like, so anyway, this couple in their time in Activate, I was very much sensing like, you guys are like going to be thought leaders. Well, now today they have programming, the, the woman, the wife collaborated with another woman and family, and they have like a whole curriculum for kids and families mm-hmm. to go through that really touch on what we have to be talking about, the things that we've strayed away. And so I've just, I've just been meaning it. I, It just came up because I follow and look at their stuff and I'm like, yeah, I want to, I really want to honor that and, and share that. And this is a beautiful platform to do that because. Is this Heidi and Brian? Yeah. It's and Brian. It's, it's, it's no different than my story of starting activate. It's no different than yours. Interesting. And you just did your podcast, you know, and it's like, you didn't just do it. I mean, it took things to push through, but you, you followed the thread because there was that nudge or there was that flow that you found. And when we get into community like that, and that's why, you know, meditate is what we're going to invite everyone into through this. It's a it's a membership program that we're on every Monday night at 9 p.m. doing a live meditation and it happens over Zoom, your videos off. But even though it's a virtual community, I think that is another sign of the time. Like there's a lot of, you know, we're 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 entering into fully being into the age of Aquarius, which it's it's thrown around a lot as a share, but there's a shadow side to Aquarius. And it's AI and all this weirdo disconnected land and it's like something we also have to be bringing into the conversation. And if you don't know what that means, the age of Aquarius, in astrology, just as you have a sun sign, the earth has a a leading uh, sign. and so we've we stay in a certain sign for thousands like twenty five hundred years. So we've in our lifetime and this is this is that brings us into why we're in this transition, why we're in this place in our existence of how we're, we're being and relating here on earth is because we've transitioned to, we are transitioning into being fully into Aquarius being our ruler for the next many, 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 like, you know, our beyond our timeline. Mm -hmm. So, but we also have to look at the shadow side, which is, which is what this work does. This work looks at the shadow side of our behavior, our thinking, The very thing we set up as a protection when we were two that served us that we don't need anymore. But it's, you know, it's what's having us consistently bang into the same wall in our careers or in our relationships or the way that we're trying to execute. And so I stated that because I think we've all, we're all wondering about this virtual world. And I think there's a way to do it that's really connected. And I think that meditate is an example of that. And then the community has very much been established in the physical. For example, like, you know, oh, that's Heidi and Brian, you know, and you've probably met them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So because there's enough happening where this, this network that's been built and this network that's been created and expanded, it keeps expanding. So then, you know, Lindsay comes into my network, engages, collaborates, then she goes out and builds her network. Then her network is being brought into my network. And this is essentially what we're, we're living in this network of possibility. And that is what, you know, sitting in our homes and having to be with ourselves and our family, it's a lot of us, it's shown us that the possibility of that, but people are craving more. People want to be doing work. If you're gonna be with your family, then it's like you want to actually be with your family. You don't want to be with your family in a way that's separate. Well, I'm here, but I can't really be here with you. And this is the this is the hard truths of of what separation within our all the timelines that have come before us that have had to gap due to oppression and trauma and separation. It's it's you know, we're we're in this like very live time of it and it's it's a time where we're having to tend to it in our bodies and it's the only way out Mm -hmm. it's 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 through that it's then that it's how we're then getting and manifesting into what we're dreaming or desiring or some of us don't even have dreams or desires anymore and that's just what they want to get back to right and absolutely absolutely you get to do that that is your birthright you are a creative being that at your core, you're a good, loving human that has good intention. And that's been coming so through so strong in my work this week is just reminding people that a co-regulating tool is just connecting to yourself and like reminding, Mm -hmm. being reminded of your tenderness and your love. And that at your core, you're just, you really want it to work. You really want To do the right thing yeah and
0: uh you know i see all the time that we are in the midst of this mass awakening and you know this can get kind of into the weeds with terminology and and whatever but that we're moving from like a 3d consciousness to a 5d but basically just like yeah we've been
1: there for a while yeah (laughs) that's
0: nothing new (laughs) but you know when when you say we're going to the aquarian age we have been in the, the Piscean Age for so long, which was all about order and control, correct? And like really definitive structures. And, you know, you think about where we've been in the last hundred years, it made sense for the time. We were in the midst of a lot of tumultuous wars. You know, we had the very literal like industrial revolution where things were set up like the assembly line. So you even look at our school system for those of you who don't know, our school system was designed after the assembly line. It is why we have bells. That is why we go things on the hour and you change classes. It was designed after the Industrial Revolution. Yeah.
1: So why schools <laughs> at the intersection of the yeah. change? This
0: is where the rubber's meeting the road. And we are all awakening to the fact that this school system is not honoring the way in which we... That we we learn and we function in today's world. Rope memorization is not needed. We can go to Google and look up whatever we want, whenever we want. Uh, And it's really, it, it needs to be more about application, teaching critical thinking and community and all of those things. And so it will change, you know, those systems take a while to dismantle and change, but we're in this transition where it's uncomfortable and people are wanting more. And this generation of kids is going to be super influential and instrumental in dismantling those systems because they came here like just with a knowing. And I want to speak to also how a lot of people think these younger generations are so entitled. And I, I'm not saying there aren't people who are entitled, but they come into the a nine to five job and they work in an office, say and and they're quickly realizing that there is a
1: better way to do
0: this. That I
1: am, it's a, that was it's, my experience. Yeah, I you know, I was raised by entrepreneurs, so I knew that I wouldn't be in a work place long. But I was for out of college, I was for five years, and it was so. I mean, it was it was probably to touch into that reality. Like this is this is like what people do, you know, and how much wasted time in the in what we have capacity for, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, with the kids, you know, I just shared this today on a client call before recording, and I think it's appropriate to share here. My niece is 12 and she is, you know, such a teacher. And I think this will be helpful for parents and conversations that I think are being had a lot right now. And I think a lot of people even look to you as a resource for how you've guided and led your family and homeschooled for the time you did. And, you know, but she often will get into conversation with me and her mom about not wanting to go to school and wanting a different way and wanting a different path and i found that through our communication i found where my sister was really unsure how to navigate that conversation and it took me too by surprise cuz i am kind of a like dreamer and you know i'm not i'm not bound to children in the way that she is and i you know understand that and um so Just saying like, you can have whatever you want or you can manifest it or, you know, we had to really talk about what she was feeling and what was going on in her body. And the fact that like what she's sensing is the truth. And that's where I talk to her often about you are living in the time of transition and you came in to be the solution. So right now you're this is where you're a teacher. You are still in the school. You, you have open communication with us. You're not being totally conditioned in the way that maybe someone else is. You, you have full expression. We completely understand what you're experiencing and we want to hear it and we want to know and we want to find solution. And it's messy right now. For some people and some families and some nuclear structures, it isn't just obvious how to do this. And so when you have those frustrations, instead of just, closing them down, or we could really easily ask Nora to just zip it, just tend to the frustration. Be with it. Sit with it. What is this bringing up in me? Because that's what these children are doing. These children are pinging our disconnects where we didn't have a voice, where we weren't able to share, where, where we weren't able to think for ourselves. And then we've had to wake up in our you know, for me, it was my mid twenties. Everybody has a different time frame that they may really understand to be their kind of like big moment of surrender. But letting that be the answer, like, yeah, this is this is what we're up to. We're doing repair. It was it, it was taught to me that in relationship, there's a rule of thirds. And this goes for every relationship from me with myself, me with you. Yeah, you know any relationship it's we're we're a third of the time we're connected a third of the time we're disconnected and the third of the time we're in repair so we are in repair this is what none of us know we know connection and we know disconnection and that gap which is why when we first started this podcast which this might be a really nice kind of way to just circle it back Mm -hmm. meditation is being with yourself and then when you're with yourself There's this massive depth of knowledge that there's a lot between sitting and accessing. There's a big space. And right now, that's the space that we have between connection and disconnection. And the answer is repair. And it's never too late.
0: Mm.
1: It's never too late. My pattern just popped up on my phone. It says, don't be scared to tell the truth or talk about the truth. And i I just recently circled back around on a a miscarriage I had with a partner very early on in in meeting each other. and you know i'm I'm in this study and I'm in this learning right now with the body and how much we store and there was just a a sequence of like really beautiful things that happened that were not quite landing totally. and then I shared with this past person who happens to be someone that we've just been in communication recently, which it makes sense but i shared with him that i that we had a miscarriage and that i feel like you know he's very much in a place of radical responsibility and doing a lot of reflecting on his life and the way in which he was having a conversation with me was that and so i said you know i i've never really i didn't know the time to tell you this but since you're opening this conversation i just want you to know that this is something that really came to light for me that i've processed through and i think you should know and you know based on what you're up to and I mean, this man pulled his car over, asked me to sit down. We were on FaceTime and he gave me the most sincere apology that was like, I've never felt so like revered, like it was so reverent. Mm. And it's a testament to what I've been up to. And in my share within the community I am of this experience, someone said, wow, that just, that just is so beautiful. To to know that like it's never too late. And I think we need to know that it's never too late to repair. Mm -hmm. If you've got a kid who is already showing you avoidant attachment style, get skin to skin in whatever way you can that you feel comfortable. And you can tell your kid, like, I didn't know what you needed as a baby, I didn't know what I needed as a baby. We are living in a wild time and Right now, I know that this is what you needed. Mm -hmm. And that repairs because we are working in a cyclical timeline. We are spiraling our life and that's all we're doing. And that spiral goes up and that spiral goes down and that spiral goes out. And that spiral sometimes feels like it's in that spiral crosses paths. But to more deeply understand that as a timeline walk a labyrinth, find a labyrinth, Hmm. walk it.
0: Yeah, I think it's, that's so powerful for people to understand that it's never too late to start to apply things that are going to repair your inner child, your relationships. I I mean, all of it. And I think, I I think there's a misnomer that I, I am who I am, you know, I am who I am because uh, and And we get wrapped up in these stories of, because this happened to me, I'm now this way, or because of this, I'm this. And it to me, that the the very fine line between being self-aware but falling into victim mentality when we are identifying something as the reason as to why we are something. And I think awareness is amazing. But then, as with anything, once we have the information, what are we going to do with it? You know, as an adult, what kinds of hangups you have, if you have anxieties, if you have, you know, some toxicities in your life, whatever it is, but if we're not doing the work to repair and to get to that root cause, which you so beautifully helped to get to and all the various ways you work with people, um, then, you know, that's our responsibility and i think as you've said it before and how i understand it our journey in this lifetime is to get back to who we were designed to be and i don't know if future generations are going to have such a hard time and that we are
1: good no, we're i mean we're one of the first generations to pick up the trauma and and look at it and deal with it yeah Amazing. not just shut the kid down and carry that pattern through we're like going No. And that's, that's awareness, right? Like that's what you're speaking to. And sometimes where people get really, you know, why we call this work modern therapy is you can have an experience that's really powerful and it can touch you. And you, you may not have any clue how to integrate it because, and and to your point of saying, Lindsay, where you just said, like, it's your work. Well, sometimes people don't even know what to do and they don't know what to do because that's what you need help with. That's where you need the, the tending is your body, when it gets to truth, depending on where you were early on in the relationship where that got shut down, that you could just fully be your expression, that is what the body is. It's, it's a void or it feels like a dissonance because that's actually what your cellular structure did. Or does when that happened? You know, when you lost the eye contact, or you lost the relationship, or you lost the emotional presence—the things that our body does. You know, it's like the eyes may go, the hearing may go, and then we cut. We create these really sophisticated workarounds where we think like there's parts of our personality that are just one of the biggest things I'm tending to right now. Having done a deep dive into this birth work and then understanding my own story, I. I was like the super efficient person. Like I could just do all this stuff and all. I am so rattled now by like the littlest thing. And it's because I'm actually tending to the real thing. That version of me that I thought was just this high functioning, it was all work around. And it was, I eventually had health things that came up that I had to look at it because it caught up. So these ideas that we have about who we are, are masks. They're Mm -hmm really sophisticated programs and patterns. And that's, that's what we get into in like a coaching series. It's like, okay, so we identify where you had the trauma or the blockage, but then I can really quickly begin to see and lay out where you have sophisticated workarounds from that pattern. And that's where it starts to become, oh, yeah, I want to give give an example. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. And I've reminded you of this before. This is from Activate when I was in Activate with you and you had us do an exercise which was involved numbers. And so it had to do with figuring out our
1: it was oh. a visualization it was a visualization exercise where you went in and you were mapping through your own intuition The percentage of time that you're giving to something and what you're getting back. Yes,
0: thank you. Mm -hmm. So I just heard numbers and percentages and like thought I had to come out with this like pie chart and it sounded too mathy to me. So (laughs) I created a visual representation of like myself and then these bubbles and the size of the bubbles were a representation of how much I felt I was getting or giving something like that. But it was a I drew a picture. And so Vanessa and I had our one-on-one and she's reviewing my my work and she's like this this looks about third grade to me. And I started laughing and I was like kind of embarrassed. <laughs> I'm like yeah, I'm not much of an artist. And you're like no, no. There's something about third grade that I'm getting through this visual that you created. And I was like, "Oh." She's like, "Well, what happened in third grade?" I'm like, I don't know. I had a, you know, good childhood. I don't know what you're, what you're reaching for, but things are good. (laughs) And so you just, by way of questioning, we got to uncover that that was the year that I started working with a like paraprofessional or tutor for math, because I was starting to test poorly on my math tests. and. That sort of set the the understanding I had in my head of what I was able to do in math and that I, I lacked the math skills. You know, I had two older sisters that always excelled in school. This was my stamp of like, you're not good at math. And it was a story I had carried my entire life. And so obviously, this is something I needed to help get removed before creating a business because... You know, I'm going to have to learn, I'm going to have to be confident in working with numbers. And when you brought it to my attention, I started sobbing. It released so much like inner child trauma that I didn't even realize was there of just insecurity. Yeah, it's
1: grief. Hey, yeah, okay. yeah. And that's just, just having been fresh off of the grief podcast that you, your listeners have it like when it's like a hard like fast, deep release, like exactly what Brooke described. That's how you know it. Like it comes on fast. You can touch it and it le. it's like, you can't attach it to something. It's not like I'm crying because of a pain. I feel like that. I just knocked my body part or something, you know, it's like, no, it just, we just let our, and like, this is very common, like how Lindsay just explained that that's my thread. That's, that's how, like, I'm not offended when someone thinks like I'm trying to reach for something. I'm like, no. And then we just, but it's literally, they have to see all their layers of their own garbage, which is all the things she had to put on top of being bad at math to then look like this person who's like, got it together, you know? Mm -hmm. And she didn't even know she was doing it because it was just a subconscious thing that was riding in the back and in the undercurrent and that's why we want to tend to, yeah, those things. And so, yeah, homework always brings up a lot for people in Activate because just the work in itself and calling it homework is a trigger. And we uncover so much about our relationship with being asked to do something or where we think we have to turn off our creativity because we have to produce this thing. And it's not what it is. It's it's all by design to see and it, it
0: helped to remove so many of my, my distortions that were, you know, keeping me in my own way. And And once those were removed, then and only then was I able to step forward into being an entrepreneur and starting to be comfortable with being more seen because for, you know, my entire life prior to that, it was more, how can I hide myself, you know?
1: Yeah this is this is the work of removing the classic fake it till you make it we're not we're not doing that here we're we're living with reality and we're actually grounding it into the earth so that it's so that it isn't like and I think that is a testament to your journey of of courage is just you just keep showing up and you keep naming the places where it's hard and it's and we get to do that and that's something that we didn't ever witness that's repair Think mm-hmm. of how many people are repairing, just listening to these conversations you're having. It's like permission. oh, permission. Oh, yeah, she's not just perfect. She's did it. she she has a real story, you know, and that's all of us
0: mm-hmm.
1: And it's what it's it's the through point. it's It's what makes it all human. It makes it fun. It brings us together. You know, I can feel my heart just pulse when I say that. It's like,
0: hmm
1: that's that's why we're here our birthright is to know the joy express the joy be in the joy we're not struggling we're not living a life of you know martyrdom a sacrifice
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's where religion mixed with love and hold us <laughs> we're getting back to the real and then that's you know however you view your practice it's like that's your religion that's your spirit that's your soul. Well,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, what I want also people to know is that beyond like serving people in meditation and in your intuitive gifts, like you talked about the clairaudient, Claire, the, the various clairs, you just see, you just see people's like higher self. And, and to be with it in somebody's presence who like sees the best part. Of you is such a
1: gift. And so thank you. That's like the highest compliment that it, it was you who shared that with me. That that is what drops me into my knowing. I've always known that to be true. Anybody who was around me as a child, that is what they say. And To be witnessed as that is so important because, yeah, I'm a human too, who's just doing my work, you know, (laughs) and it is not easy. We are not, we are not living in an easy time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've said it
0: before. I'll say it a million more times. It's one of the reasons why I do this podcast. There's no stronger... I think human need than, than to feel simply seen. And you do that so beautifully uh, before I even saw myself and that's remarkable. So thank you a million times Mm -hmm. over. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And what a, what an amazing finale here that your desire to what you had to break through to be seen is what you see in others and it's also what you're a part of fueling you know so that's that's the beauty of our of our and i probably have a similar story in that sense of like you know i didn't really know my power but i always was being put in positions to be showcased and it was really uncomfortable for me until i got into right relationship with what that was mm-hmm. healed the separation from myself that i Did to cope, but yeah, and and just in if I just think about the first time that I met you, it's it's only ever what I've ever seen, and so I I think that that's the beauty of this depth of this level of of work is that it's it's just really it's not based in anything else. It's not based in the material that we oftentimes. Think that people are seeing us through, and that's what we're basing our soul off of. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing. It's like in at whatever point we started and wherever we are now, you're the same energy field. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of just closing your eyes and just, you know, <laughs> well, well, people wonder sometimes. You know, I I meet on Zoom audio, and it's on purpose because I don't want to see what you think I see. Mm-hmm. I want to see the truth and the visual sometimes confuses me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a beautiful place to lead the people is yeah. your eyes, see what you see, mm-hmm. connect to your heartbeat and trust that if you have a nudge that you get to follow it. And there's some ways here you can follow it and you can trust that the way knows the way and it's gonna it's gonna show up and keep showing up until you listen mhm mhm uh,
0: where would you like to direct people to learn more about you and, and engage with you in opportunities to work with you
1: yes so my website is vanessafiles.com and that's f e i l s and there's pretty easy access to book a call so i think it's a schedule button and It'll prompt you to do a 15-minute complimentary call if that's something that, you know, you're ready for. And then also on that page, you'll be able to find under, in the the navigation bar, you'll find meditation membership, and that is the Monday Night Meditate program, which is just a great entry point. And you'll be with us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, well, thank you so much.
0: This is the introductory for what it is that you do and how you serve. And there will absolutely be future ones if if you're so willing. Of course. Okay. Yes. Yeah. No love, love you. Love you big. You
1: yeah. Love you. <laughs>